Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast, Phase One, where we believe that the first step of solving any kind of problem is by coming together, being open-minded, sharing our views, sharing our vision, and understanding that that is just the first step of getting to a point where we can actually implement practical steps in fixing the issues around us. So for those of you that had been following last week's series where I engaged in a number of conversations that were powered by Jack's Bagels. Um, and we basically reflected on the quotes that I discussed in another series prior to last week. And um, this podcast, well, this episode today is merely just a reflection of what I've learned. Um, first of all, just like at the top of my head, without actually going to sit down and listen through everything at the top of my head, just thinking, hmm. And the things that have actually stuck with me since last week from each and every single podcast, I do want to go sit down and listen to everything and just, you know, see what it is that I have learned. Um, actually, before I get into that, so my parents were listening to my podcast the other day my work guys the way they were like you talk a lot hey like you might as well just have the interview on your own and I was like I'm sorry okay I'm new at this but shame it was really sweet I kind of cringed when my dad started playing it in the lounge and I was like guys stop it so anyways that was pretty cool so <clears throat> and again to all of you that I've been listening that I've been sharing please do share please follow my Instagram page um I am working on creating more content that is pretty Maybe it might even get into Reels and TikTok and who knows, YouTube. I don't know. I don't know. Um, It's just school is obviously a main priority. So we're doing things. I'm basically doing what I can while I can. And as time is made available to me, we'll see what else I can implement. But for now, um, yeah, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm managing, which is so important. So... I want to start off with, I think, in reflection to last week, one of my biggest flaws, but greatest strengths at the same time, I am someone that is obsessed with this continent. I am obsessed with African people. I am obsessed with the kind of potential that this continent has, the potential that people in their individual countries from their individual tribes and traditions and uh, cultural backgrounds. I am so proud that we are so diverse. And as much as we face a lot of problems, a lot of setbacks, our leadership is quite shaky. I still believe that there is so much that we can do. But sometimes being... Okay, first of all, I want to start off by saying that positivity... Excuse me, by the way, I had a coffee milkshake today. It's fantastic. I highly recommend those of you that enjoy milkshakes. And I don't even, I'm not even supposed to be having dairy. It was just like, you know, one of those sad girl moments. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have dairy anyways. So my face is probably going to be not looking cute for the next week. But, you know, we move. Anyways, I want to start off by saying, I believe and I have come to this realization since last week that being positive about the state of our continent or just the state of South Africa 
um, as well as seeing potential in yourself as well as in your immediate community is a privilege. And the reason why I say this is because, and like we discussed in one of the other podcasts from last week, is that, you know, people come from completely different backgrounds. And um, if I look at, if I make an example of myself, and I'm now as a matric student, I am contemplating on whether I should study, take a gap year, or whether I should or where to study rather, or what I should be studying. Now, I'm coming from a household where I have two educated parents. I've got an educated older sister. I have a, I'm coming from a school with an amazing background. And I have friends surrounding me with a similar and sometimes even higher caliber. There are just so many resources at my disposal. I have access to Wi-Fi, access to data, access to a laptop and a smartphone where I can go onto the internet and go onto YouTube and watch all of these amazing stories and instances of people doing different things, pursuing different careers and that enabling me to decide which path I want to take after school. And because of what I see based on what is around me, I'm able to see what is available to me in terms of getting to a point where I want to also be successful and live a lifestyle that is comfortable and that offers a lot of flexibility, security and monetary or financial security and freedom. But if I look at another metric that's maybe coming from somewhere that is way more, not even more, that is disadvantaged, um, somewhere that is maybe extremely rural, And in that community, the kind of jobs that people have are maybe domestic workers, security guards, um, gardeners. And there's nothing wrong with those professions. But when you look at that student, they are surrounded in a community where they see that the majority of the people around them, the kind of opportunities that they have access to, you know, let me rather put it like this, the kind of jobs that are, that seem to be available to people like them coming from that background offers a lifestyle that is not as exciting as one is maybe for a pilot or a doctor or an accountant, you know, and they're coming from a school where the pass rate is low, the class averages are low, and it's just another public government school that no one really pays attention to. They hardly have any recess, recesses. They hardly have any resources. So what you'll find there is that the motivation to continue with school and to do well in school um, is very low. And another reason is because it's also there's no additional help and support from home in terms of just practically helping them with homework. So you'll find that someone like that is not as motivated to do well. And somebody like that will never be able to see their own potential. Someone like that is not able to be positive about the future because they see that the future is probably going to end up being a gardener or a domestic worker or a ground staff or groundskeeper or 
just a profession that does not offer much flexibility and enjoy okay let me not say enjoyment because i okay let me not get into that but someone what the kind of jobs that are surrounding them it offers a life that is rather centered around mere survival than opportunity and financial freedom in life that financial freedom and extravagant kind of lifestyle almost seems like it's just way out of their reach and there's there's no ways I can hope for that because where on earth will it come from that if you're constantly surrounded by by a certain kind of lifestyle you don't really have a basis to think outside of that of which it's true in most cases but not all cases there are some people that are just born to be great and they just have this mindset from the get-go but essentially what i'm saying is that depending on your background depending on your upbringing that is going to have a significant influence on the kind of perspective that you have on on, on life in general the perspective that you'll have on what you think you deserve what you think you have access to and what you think you are capable of and what you can become so me having the opportunity to think positive and to see potential in myself and and what I can do with my life and to what my future potentially looks like that is a privilege because my background and the resources that I've had access to the people that are around me have allowed me to grow up to be a person that thinks that way or sees life that way and so <clears throat> this kind of flawed part of the positive side of thinking that i believe i have <clears throat> can in some cases cause you or result in you disregarding the real dire situations out there because and i hope this is making sense but you i'm you constantly okay not constantly but a lot of the times you're on this high that no we can change we all have to stay in the country and fix these problems we all we can't all go overseas da, 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 da. you know these things are possible we can do this africa will be great i mean it's great to say that based on what you see but for a lot of people when they get an opportunity or when someone and i think it's important for me to say that when someone helps them realize that potential because as i explained earlier on it's not always easy for them to realize it themselves when somebody eventually says okay this is the kind of potential that you have because they understand where they're coming from they they understand that there is a lot of people that they're leaving where they're coming from and so the kind of opportunities that they are then given they want to expand as much as possible and in most cases to help those back at home so you're coming from a lifestyle of survival where you know that there's so many people that are living in this dire situation your first priority in life i mean and, and i guess not for all people but it it might not be to now stay in a country that offers you limited opportunity just because you want to stay and help the country you're coming from a, a point where 
or a situation where you might have incurred debt because you had to try and you know get yourself through school so if an opportunity comes where you can go overseas and get an amazing salary obviously you take it but if you're coming from a background where you've had everything always handed down to you or handed to you it's it's different you know it's there's no longer that real sense of urgency to get out unless it's just like self-interest. Of which that's also not as bad. Like there's nothing wrong with people wanting to leave the country. And that's something you I know it's a little bit all over the place. I can feel my mind just like swirling. Um But essentially what I'm saying is that being positive is good, but there needs to be a balance when you think positive you need to always hold on to a sense of realism because that will allow you to as much as you want to be optimistic and positive you need to think about the other people that are not able to see that and if you want other people to see that then you need to take it upon yourself to have that responsibility to be able to show people that potential because again, it's not something that just comes easy to everyone. Take that responsibility upon yourself to then share that vision of potential in that person so that they can then begin to think positive because then now they know what is available to them from just that one idea. Um, and it's not like a one-time thing. You can't go tell one person one day, oh, you're going to be a doctor. No. Help them see tangible steps and tangible solutions to whatever dilemma it is that they might be going through. So that's the one thing. That being positive is good, but to a certain extent. Um, where is this, like from what standpoint is this positivity, positivity coming from? Is it something that is relatable for all people from all different backgrounds? Of which most of the time, it isn't. So let's be, be realistic. Let's um, talk to one another and do this research so we can find out, before being all realistic and happy chappy, where are these issues coming from? And how do people feel about them? What is What are their feelings towards it? Because that can paint a really, really clear picture of now, where do we start? How, where do we need to be realistic? Where can we be positive? Uh, and appropriately positive. And then where can we point out the potential in that space, in those individuals? Because again... If you can see that potential, there's a good chance other people can't. So take it upon yourself to share that vision. I don't know. I don't know. That's just what I think. Um, and again, okay. Now, when we have these conversations, right? This is now the second point. Um, just on perspectives and how... Yeah. So we we had a lot of people... Um, people from different backgr- backgrounds. And it was very interesting. And uh, I think because of this country's history, sometimes we all think that 
all of us as black people are essentially the same or all of us as white people are essentially the same all of us as colored people are essentially the same but it really isn't for example with the white people there's the english there is the afrikaans there is a big difference and then obviously within those subgroups as well it's extremely different. I remember my aunt was explaining to me like even in like Johannesburg, Pretoria and all those different areas in Gauteng, there's like different groups of people of like, I don't know. Okay, let me not get into that. But I specifically want to just touch on the black group that as much as we're all coming from the same kind of segregated, oppressed background, depending on the kind of remedy that you were either fortunate or unfortunate to fall into depends on what class of black you're in right now okay so there's like the normal i guess middle class where you're relatively comfortable you're relatively okay then there's the extreme elite black middle class now i'm talking about south africa specifically although it's more or less the same all over the continent and then you have the people that are from a disadvantaged background that did not necessarily get they were not fortunate enough to fall into that middle background middle black class that's relatively comfortable however they do have uh somewhat limited access to certain opportunities so they can go to university but most of the time they either incur a lot of debt or they they start university but they can't finish properly because of debt and you get people that genuinely have like almost nothing and they don't even have that opportunity to go to university and then now after that so that's more of like the local class of black people then you also have your foreigners so people that were not born in South Africa. They were coming from outside African countries, but they are citizens in the country. Then you have refugees, people that, now this is more recent and not so legal. And they're literally coming in because they just can't stand what's happening in their countries because it's just that bad in those other countries. So as you can see, these are all completely different classes and they all come from completely different backgrounds. However, they're all black. But what you'll find is that put them in a group of people, in a group or no, 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 put them in a room. Let them all have a conversation about what they, what their opinions are on a specific matter. It will all completely differ. And I know it might seem like obvious that obviously they're all going to be different but sometimes we kind of and especially if you're outside this this class of black or this group of black you kind of just assume because we're all black we're supposed to get along we're all supposed to kind of understand each other's issues and that's what i figured out not that there were any clashes or situations of conflict but i learned that as much as i thought i knew things we're all different. We all have different backgrounds, all different, different influencing factors that have a hand on the way we see things. So, I don't know. I just found that 
so important that as much as we all think we're the same, we are completely different. And those differences are never going to be respected and understood until we are able to talk about them without conflict, without um, attacking one another, which is usually what happens um, outside of like a, a civil kind of setting. Um, so yeah, that was just about the different perspectives and the backgrounds and all of that. And then the last thing was about now more targeted towards the whole of Africa. How as Africans, we're almost starting to believe a lie that we were initially trying to undo. So, and by that, I mean, I think you guys might remember how, I think it was Babalo who said this, but anyways. Um, so on the outside... People think Africa is a continent. And us as Africans know that this isn't true. We're all different countries and we're just one big continent with smaller countries and we're all completely different. We all know that. However, if you look at the way us as Africans, and I want to particularly target this towards our leaders, the way we try and solve our problems we are trying to solve them as Africa's problems. And so therefore, here are Africa's solutions. You can't have a blanket solution for an entire continent that has over 45 countries. Like, it's just not going to work. We need to accept, excuse me, our individual identities as micro smaller countries within one big continent we need to stop thinking that there's this thing called an african solution because in my opinion there isn't one thing that will work in kenya will not work in south africa and will certainly not work in ghana or egypt it's all completely different we have different solutions and different issues and even if um, the problems are more or less similar. People experience, experience them differently. So in my own opinion, I don't believe that there is an ultimate African solution, at least not now. There are so many things that we need to focus on on a micro level before we want to deem that there is this massive African problem. And I think it's important that we embrace that, you know, we do have smaller, you know, problems within a specific country. Because even within a specific country, in different parts of the country, are more problems. So we won't get anywhere if we keep wanting to look at everything from this macro scale and think that, you know, we're going to get somewhere. It really needs to start small. And so I think it's really important that we embrace these small changes, the small solutions, but obviously and importantly, without disregarding the greater problems that are faced as a whole, as a continent that has given us the reputation that we have as Africa. So 
this was me just thinking at the top of my head. <laughs> um, but one thing that I have taken away is that before we start seeing long-lasting, practical, tangible solutions, there are still a whole lot of conversations that need to be had on different levels um, with leaders, with people, like civilians, communities, community leaders, um, and integrated conversations. Um, <clears throat> I think it's so important that we begin to really learn about one another because that's when we're really going to start seeing impacting, well, lasting and impactful change. So, yeah. And, I mean, I don't want to be completely negative about the situation. I think, again, I'm just trying to be realistic. Where should we be thinking? We shouldn't always be on this high. We should be realistic because realistic is going to get us somewhere. If you're constantly thinking of this positive high, you'll eventually realize that, okay, so now how do I get there? You know, it, it needs to be neutral or at least hand in hand, positive, realistic, that kind of vibe. So I, I think that's it for me today. It was just a very chilled kind of reflection a little bit. And as you can see, even like my thought process was not so coherent. And like, I just think it's a very complicated kind of, and I think that's where I am right now, where I've had these conversations my initial belief system in terms of this whole let's save Africa kind of thing, all of that has been completely shifted. And I'm beginning to undo some of the thoughts and and perceptions that I already had because I'm realizing that if if this is actually going to be something that I'm passionate about, that I really want to be, be involved in making some kind of lasting, impactful change, my thinking also needs to to change and shift um into a more realistic and practical way so i think i'm in the process of just trying to see hmm so where am i actually going with this thought process hence why it was a little bit hazy but it's fine remove anyways um yeah and i think i must say like in general it's one of my weaknesses where i'll start thinking at a then i'll move on to l then I'll come back to C, but then I'll go back to E. And then I'll be like, oh, wait, where am I again? And I'll try to come back to A. Then I'll go to Z again. So that is, and you know, the funny thing is I even have it like, not scripted, but I do have prompts. But still, I ended up going there. But anyways, guys, it has been great. This week, by the way, I'm only posting for the next two or three weeks, I think. I'll be posting twice a week. Because I have school and I want to pass. So, uh, but I am in the process of planning a couple of cool series um, because I really enjoy engaging with people. Um, as much as I think it's important for me to think on my own and have these solo podcasts, it's really difficult sometimes because as you can hear, I tend to just get lost in my own thoughts and I end up just going in different directions. But for the next two jokes, yeah, maybe two weeks. 
I will be doing two podcasts a week just to pace myself and uh, focus on school, but also continue to produce episodes. Because again, consistency is key. I know the March thing was supposed to be every single day. That died very quickly. But I mean, I'm still here doing what I can. But anyways, guys, I hope that you all had a great Monday. It is Monday today. And I hope you guys have a great week. Please do interact on the... What's it called? On the Instagram page. Follow, like, share. Please do share with all your friends. Even if you just share the podcast that you've enjoyed so far. Uh, And yeah, let me know if you guys want me to maybe discuss any of your opinions. Um, So yeah, guys. Have a great evening. And that's it from me today. Goodbye.